0: joined as always every single week by my good friend and esteemed colleague dave what's up dave not much steven how's it going it's going pretty (laughs) well um we have we have a really awesome episode lined up for you guys today like super super exciting super um yeah it's something we've been talking about throwing around for a while we are having our first ever guest on today's episode (gasps) yeah explain yourself I mean, um, I mean present what? yourself <laughs> come out of the shadows. Um, uh yeah, so our our guest this week is um going to be uh she she's someone who knows a lot probably more about her subject than Dave and I will ever will. Um it's uh it's Cat Cat Tuttle.
1: It's Cat.
0: It's Cat. Cat. <laughs> um Cat.
2: What are your qualifications for being? Yeah, Kat, tell us, tell us,
0: like, what you do. What's your deal? Who
2: are you? Oh God. Um.
1: Well, I'm I'm your friend. (laughs) I guess that's more than that. That's my (laughs) friend. My my first qualification. (laughs) 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 Um, I am a a PhD student uh, in classical studies, um, at Indiana University in Bloomington. Nice. Yeah.
2: So you know Ooh. a lot of things about about classics. Classical music.
1: Yeah. classics. Alright. Classical music, so, definitely. You yeah. Play the piano. So
0: I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> okay. Classics. Can you explain it to me?
1: Yeah. Um Steven, I study... you know when you see
2: like a car and it's like really old, but really nice and like clean and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All I yeah. do,
1: I just look at those constantly <laughs> and I've okay. got a PhD in it. It's pretty cool. You don't I have cool. a PhD. I don't have a PhD. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, I uh, study Greek, um, ancient Greek and uh, Latin, ancient nice. Latin. Um, and then uh, Greek culture and Latin culture um, and stuff like that. That's what classics is.
2: That's what classics cool. does. Yeah. <laughs> so, Stephen, why would it be important today to bring on a guest who knows a lot about ancient languages and cultures and history? What, what, what are we talking about today, buddy?
0: So, one thing that I think is uh, it, it's often lost on modern civilizations is the amount of stuff That we've gotten from ancient civilizations or like in the classical civilizations. You are
2: beating around that bush.
0: What are you talking about? It's
2: Rome, people. We're talking about Rome.
0: Rome. Um, We talked about this last episode that we'll be talking about Rome, but we're talking about Rome and more specifically. Specifics. Yeah, specifics. Um, More specifically, we're going to be kind of talking about um, like what kind of stuff we've gotten from Rome uh like like you know the stuff that we still kind of see today and um you know like we've got Kat here to kind of be the smart one in the group yeah um to shepherd you along it's definitely not me (laughs) (laughs) because Dave and I um you know we know some stuff about Rome but definitely Mm -hmm. nothing worthy of phd uh
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> worthy of a PhD. I don't know, um, Stephen. My
2: my my thing that Rome gave us. It could be a PhD. It's pretty worthy of a PhD. It could be a PhD. <laughs>
0: but Dave, do you know enough about it to go out and get that PhD? I don't
2: know. I've got about a page of notes here. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all it takes. That's yeah. all it takes.
0: Um so this is, you know, we're going to this episode might be a little bit longer because we have the guest and um and uh, but we're 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 gonna try to keep things moving, so you're we're not here skipping,
2: forever. We're skipping the what did you do section,
0: yeah, which
2: takes up um, twenty minutes. So I think something we'll be like that. Fine.
0: Um, uh, yeah, you guys all had a good week. I know I had a good week. You guys had a good week. That's cool. All right. Um, so let's go ahead and let's just freaking play the music play the and fucking jump into music. This.
2: Everybody, let's just do, do it. Okay, guys. Yeah. And gal. So.
1: Good. <laughs> it's good.
2: So Roman's given us many things. Yes. The one thing that I think that is real important that they gave us, I'm not saying it's the most important, because I don't know shit, but they gave us infrastructure. So mm. I'm going to talk a little bit about Roman infrastructure. I know that sounds super exciting. <laughs> Uh and it's gonna be based on three major uh advancements that the Romans gave to us. Ooh,
0: Dave, Dave, can I stop you real quick?
2: No. So yeah, the well,
0: first I'm thing <laughs> I'm well, I'm going to anyway. Um so Kat. Yeah. I know you've listened to the to, to the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so you know how it works. Jump in whatever the hell you want to. You're the expert, so definitely, definitely <laughs> jump in as much as you want. Okay. Um
2: if I'm wrong, tell yeah. me. Because really th- this
0: up. episode is more about hearing what you have to say and less okay. about hearing what we have to babble okay. on about. Okay. So, yeah. All right, Dave, continue.
2: Okay, so I think one of the things that Rome gave us is called an aqueduct. Is, <laughs> is that right?
1: Yeah, an aqueduct.
2: An a- Whoa. <laughs> a, a Psyduck? A Psyduck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh So anyway, the aqueduct, the aqueduct, whatever. The aqueduct. It's super important. So the history of the aqueduct, if you don't know what it is. So while Rome was growing, um, there was a huge demand for water in the city and the territories mm. surrounding it. And the average Roman citizen consumed approximately 200 gallons of water daily. And wow. And that's a lot, right? But you also have to think of the culture back then. So a lot of this comes from personal use, but also from community baths. And public toilets.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I'm just... I'm just, Yeah, This okay. is a
2: lesson. I'm gonna school you. Uh, so as the city grew, the Tiber River simply couldn't supply this, like, growing demand. And the architects of Rome had to come up with an idea. And it was a quite ingenious idea. And it was called the aqueduct. So the aqueduct is a very simple design. You go to a source of water preferably fresh water and you build i think, I think
1: always fresh water <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a preferable or uh well always. sometimes
2: sometimes they have sore gums and they need to gargle with salt water okay so there was a smaller salt water <laughs> oh, was there, was there?
1: Okay.
0: okay it was called the gums aqueduct the gums uh, it's the g it's the ga got
1: the it g- the ga got it <laughs>
2: uh i'm learning already so the 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 aqueduct was essentially just like um a big pipe or tunnel or like funnel almost that started in a very high altitude and ended in a low altitude which was rome or wherever the destination was Mm -hmm. and this (laughs) sorry and this brought the fresh water uh to the people because they were
1: on they were on uh declines. Yeah, yeah, They, they were, were at an angle. They were at angles. For gravity. Oh my god.
2: Let me you a okay, story. Go. Fucking PhD candidate. I'm gonna, I'm Is gonna your PhD stop. in Aqueducts. No.
0: So <laughs> yours
2: is. Yeah, mine is. I have a PhD in Psydux. <laughs> Psydux. Do you? <laughs> okay. Dude, Psydux learned confusion. I think we all have learned confusion from this podcast at one point. But uh <laughs> so the aqueduct was really important because it also led to the advent of plumbing uh, and underground canals and pipes made of lead and the aqueduct functions in two uh, specific ways with arches and siphon uh, so the arches were used to span large gaps and this led to the very famous aqueduct bridge arc design that you're, you know, ancient Rome was famous for uh, and it, a lot of those are still around to this day And uh, the siphon is a more ingenious tactic for gaps where uh, they were extremely long, and you would have to—you couldn't always go downhill, right? So what Mm -hmm. would work here is um, the siphon would be would direct the water in an extreme downward angle, and this would increase the speed of the water. So that it could go over a gentle upward angle that would span a gap. So like if they couldn't go through a hill or something. And um, this was really ingenious because it it used, you know, fluid dynamics and physics to Mm. get the water into the city. Um, Eleven total aqueducts were uh, used to bring water to the city of Rome itself. And uh, the longest aqueduct in the empire was in Constantinople and it was 250 kilometers long holy cow can you believe yeah. that shit that's insane that water is gross by the time <laughs> yeah. it gets to you you don't want that no, how many it's
1: not how many
0: birds have pooped in that water you dude, reckon
2: I, fucking one kid is just pissing in that water yeah they were, right they were covered they were covered yeah dude but what if a dead body was put in there they're not that big
0: Listen, the Roman mafia is notorious for dumping <laughs> oh, the bodies okay, in the, the aqueducts.
1: Roman <laughs> mafia? You're, right, you're right. You're right. Sleeping you're with right. the
2: aqueducts.
1: <laughs> they were they were covered, and they were always the water was always moving. It wasn't like you're
0: a... sleeping. You're sleeping with the bird shit. <laughs> yeah, I
1: guess so.
2: So okay, bes- it's, besides aqueducts, another important um, infrastructure that Rome gave us is obviously roads. So Rome is known for its incredibly vast system of roads throughout the territories in the empire. And um, so it was originally meant, obviously, for physical travel. You know, food, soldiers, and goods trade uh, so that, you know, people could get around the empire easily. But what followed was kind of a secondary um, use, not use, but kind of like secondary thing, was the Roman culture spread mm-hmm. throughout all of its territories and and I I'm sure one of you will pick up on <laughs> on that later. Yeah,
1: Roman culture.
2: Um so it's estimated that in It's r- not me by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's estimated that in uh the empire there is over 80 there was over 80,000 kilometers of paved roads. Uh that's a fuck ton of roads. But if you include dirt paths and dirt roads that the Romans built, it's much closer to 400,000 kilometers. Wow. Yeah. And uh, these a lot of these roads, especially the paved ones, were extremely well bit, built. Uh, they use stone and gravel mm. and something else that I'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> but mo- a lot of them are, are used as the foundation of modern roads in Europe. So they really Wait. survived. All all roads lead to Rome. All roads, you know all Rome's lead to road. All mm-hmm. Rome lead to roads. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> and uh, sounds th- this it. greatly aided in the Roman expansion and allowed easier movement throughout the empire, so it could, mm. you know, fucking do domestic shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Well,
0: yeah, I think that, I think that's one cool thing about the Romans is that they were very good at planning ahead. And they are very good at thinking about, like, okay, what are we going to need, you know, in, like, 50 years? Like, what's going to benefit us? Yeah,
2: people who designed Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, right. Way to design that road system so that an influx oh of population wouldn't fuck everything up. Oh, wait, it Listen, did. Listen, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can bitch about Charleston all we want. Anyway, but... <laughs> so the
2: third great infrastructural advancement that the Romans invented, um, and it goes along with the aqueducts and the roads, is concrete. The Romans invented concrete. Yeah, look around you, Stephen. I bet you can fucking see some concrete right now.
0: I don't see much of anything right now, Dave.
2: Well, you're in that void of existence called Calvario. Yeah, I'm.
0: I'm. I'm in the the alt dimension.
2: You're in your bathroom, aren't you? You're recording this. On I'm, the reco- I'm recording in my bathtub. That's why there's an echo. It's. <laughs> But anyway, so the roads of Rome and the aqueducts, a lot of them are still standing to this day because of the concrete. And concrete really revolutionized infrastructure. It's still like the main building, like fucking medium oh, that ingredient, we, ingredient <laughs> that we have today. So I'm going to end my infrastructure uh, bullshit with a little anecdote. And if it's true or not, I don't care if you believe me. It's what the mass public believes. <laughs> so, <laughs> the space shuttle has two large booster packs attached to its sides. Right? The first, like, the first few space shuttles from the 60s, right? So, the designers wanted them to be bigger. But they couldn't. Because they were built in Utah and had to be transported to Cape Canaveral by train. And these trains went through tunnels. Now, now, trains in the united states use a width gauge for the tracks of four feet eight and a half inches now that's really specific and really odd uh Mm -hmm. but this is because the original train builders in the u.s came from the british standards and british train makers and the british standards were set by the pre-existing roads in europe and the pre-existing roads in europe were left over by the standards set by the romans and Roman road widths were measured by the width of a horse on a Roman chariot. Mm. And the average was four feet, eight and a half inches. So the original design of the fucking space shuttle <laughs> was greatly influenced by roads made by the Romans based on Roman horse butts. That's crazy. Infrastructure.
0: That's crazy. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, that's
2: fucking. That's true. Look it up. Don't look it up. That's nuts. It's is pretty it? True. It's true. Is it true? Yeah, it's true.
1: I want to believe Did it? that.
2: It's like that's so believable. It, I listen, may
1: put that like in my
2: listen it's, in my dissertation. It's like mostly true, but <laughs> here's the thing about it. It's as true as saying that like shirts are made the way they are because they were originally made. So like of course it all influences each other. But like you know, the Roman chariot was influenced by other chariots too. So like you could keep going back. But we're gonna stop at Rome because it helps my Yeah, helps your kids. It helps my kids.
1: Yeah, and I think even if Roman chariots were influenced by chariots that came before, um those those cultures, those places didn't have as good of roads as Rome did, mm. and they didn't survive. Boom, I win. Uh, so yeah. Dave wins.
2: Horse butt. Yeah, space shuttle. like <laughs> the standard.
0: Did it? Wasn't the recipe for concrete lost for like a really long time? And then they
2: found it.
1: Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think Vitruvius talks about it a lot. They um, used
2: volcanic ash.
1: You know, I've made Roman concrete before. would you, know really? you make with it? Really? would you make with it? I made a bird bath. Actually, that's badass. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, how, it's, how
2: how did you get the water to the bird bath? Did you use an aqueduct?
1: No, I didn't use an aqueduct. Did you did use I, a Roman road? I, no, no, I didn't. But I've made Roman concrete there. Um, Vitruvius, who like, is this Roman author who, uh, goes around to all of these buildings and sort of talks about them and then how they're made. Um, it's sort of like a how-to guide or like a handyman book uh, in Latin. Uh, he talks about like how. Uh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How, uh, this thing called, it's called colchopesto. Um, oh my god. And it's like this, uh, the inner guest. lining on, uh, concrete that, uh, that makes it waterproof. So if you make concrete the way the Romans did, so the way Vitruvius marks it out, and then you make pesto the way Vitruvius marks it out, then you can make Roman concrete pretty much. And, um, it's really cool. I mean, I made a bird bath. that's in the back of the, um historic preservation house at cfc god
2: damn nice yeah steven we found our guest (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but anyway sorry way to way to steal my infrastructure talk Um, uh, i guess it's steven's turn now wait wait
1: steven can i say it what good scrolls Oh, hey! Hey! did i get it did oh i get it oh
0: my god, god. Nailed <laughs> it. i
2: forgot i know
0: Got to have been one steven you fucking i forget, forget. every time
2: <laughs> i got a good scroll yeah I <laughs> good think that shit was, i think that was a good scroll good shit play the fucking that was music good. Steven. play the music all
0: right dave cat yes steven so Robo has given us many things i don't think I don't, I, don't, I don't think we're arguing about that.
2: Okay. <laughs> like concrete? I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm going to argue that the most important thing that Rome has given us is the system of government that we currently live by today.
1: The Republic. Ah, okay. The Republic.
2: <gasps> but, Stephen, yes. America is a democracy. <laughs> Look, you little shit. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. <laughs>
1: that
0: how you're gonna teach your students yeah exactly
1: you have no clue
0: you have no clue i have no clue so i think i i think when people you know when you say you know like what were the what was the system of government before like you know the american revolution and the french revolution and like what was this system of of government most people are gonna say Monarchy. monarchy right right and that was for a very long time for about a thousand years in europe um, more than that, actually, probably closer to like twelve hundred years in Europe. That was kind of the system that most countries abided by was a monarchy. But before that, namely in Rome, um, you have the system of of a republic, but,
2: right? But Stephen, and, Stephen, yeah, Stephen, Stephen.
0: Yes, Dave. Rome was an empire. <laughs> Rome was an empire, and it's actually interesting be, because Rome was around for oh, I don't know, like a thousand plus years or something like that are you including
2: um, are you including constantinople
0: um no not including constantinople but yeah, if just we the get western dandex, roman empire was around
1: for a thousand
2: years. oh because constantinople <laughs> was around for like 800 more years
0: yeah well constantinople was around until like 1400 13 1400 yeah, yeah i think so um yeah okay so if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna look at like you know official shit it was founded in 20.
2: Somebody bring out the book of official shit. Of official
0: shit. Um, it was founded in 27 BC and it was uh, dissolved in 1453. Um, but if we're going to do, like, Western Roman Empire, it was dissolved in, like, around the 500
2: Oh, yeah. Ish. The, the barbarians.
0: Yeah, so. Um, I mean that was when that was when like the Western Rome was like sacked and the start of the Middle Ages occurred. But um, that's neither here. Yeah, nor get there. the fuck on with your democracy talk. Sorry, I was googling stuff. Um, <laughs> so, so the, um, the 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 system of government that Rome abided by is actually one of the most interesting parts of Roman history that I th- that I found um, when I studied Rome and uh it's it's just really interesting because of how modern it seems and this is uh empire and a country that is pre-medieval ages um yeah so rome was really founded like i think a lot of um countries you know like especially america a lot of how america was founded was you know anti-monarchy and anti-one person having a lot of power that's kind of how rome was founded Rome was trying to was trying to you know move away from this idea of one person has all the power, which we'll see doesn't exactly work out eventually. But in the beginning, it's kind of this very it's a system that it's not perfect, but it kind of makes sense. Um, So there was really kind of three branches of power uh, in the early pre empire Rome: the boobs, Um, the butt, and the vagina. Yep, exactly. You nailed it. Got in one. Um, (laughs) So you have the consul, the senate, and the assembly, or the popular popular assembly. Fucking Um, plebes, plebes. So what I'm going to talk about first is the consul, and think of the consul as sort of like the president. Um, It's kind of the face of Rome, but it's more they have different sort of powers. Um, So they were in charge of the senate and the military. Um And there one thing that was really interesting was that oftentimes there's more than one console, um, and the reason that they do this is for checks and balances. Uh, a console has the power to veto another console um, so that way one person can 't have a lot of power, um, and the console is the one that 's kind of you know like the president is saying yes or no to a lot of things um, They are elected for a year long period but they can be reelected and um you know they were they could be reelected up to a certain amount of years and eventually this is abolished uh, when people realize that they want to be you know in power longer um <clears throat> and then after after their year is up they're often giving given these positions called proconsuls, which are more or less uh governorships over territories in Rome that they've conquered because um you have. You know, kind of two two main types of territories that Rome, that Rome, when they conquer a place, they decide what they're going to do to it. It's more of a, per, a protectorate where they pay tribute to Rome. They're not Roman citizens, but they're kind of part of this Roman sphere of influence. And then you have territories where Romans directly control, and like some citizens may be Roman, some citizens aren't Roman. But you have these governorships that are looking after these places and making sure they're not like dicking around. <laughs> um
2: hey you guys put all that roman dicking around that was the greeks
0: that was the greeks the
2: the greeks were the ones dicking around
0: (laughs) uh the greeks and the romans are kind of the the greeks and romans didn't always get along um when it came uh, to
2: dicking around
0: when it came to dicking around um and then you have the senate and the way i like to think of the senate is the senate is kind of like the cabinet for the consul um the senate has a lot of influence over the consul they have a lot of influence of like the of governing body of rome but Which they part of the hold body, the
2: boobs the butter the vagina? probably the like the,
0: boobs. the probably the boobs um but so they kind of they're really just uh people who have kind of seen a lot of stuff in their life uh they're people <laughs> they got a lot of money um
2: at, at first the they were so shit <laughs>
0: Um, at first they were limited to just patricians and then um after a while after a series of bloody rebel or uprisings uh the plebeians were allowed on um fucking plebes. but they were the ones they were there to advise they were there to advise the consul. um they were there to say when the consulship was getting out of line when they are fucking up um they were kind of they were really there as a voice and um but they did I mean they did do some stuff they weren't just kind of like you know um they weren't there for to just you know aid advice to the consul. Um, they were kind of in charge of like the cultural aspect a little bit of Rome. So like the religious, um, you know, like religion in Rome is a huge, huge important thing, as it is with most, uh, most you know big civilizations. Um, so they they were in charge of a lot of the religious ceremonies. And, Stephen, and what
2: religion were they? Were they fucking Hindus?
0: <laughs> so so. Ro- uh, the Roman people were um, polytheistic, they believed in lots of gods. And, lots of um, gogs. Lots of gods. Lots of gods. <laughs> they, believed in lots of, they, believed in, they believed in lots of gods. Um, Kat, can I ask you something they, real quick?
2: Uh, sure. Yeah. W- who's the best god? The oh, Roman god. god. Oh god. Oh <laughs> god?
1: Um, oh no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um. I'm gonna say... Is it Neptune? I'm gonna say Juno.
2: Is that Zeus? She, no. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> Jupiter is Zeus. Uh, Juno is uh, Hera, his wife. Oh, nice. But oh, she's like a oh, vindictive bitch. So, oh, so, I don't shit. know. I think she's like the I really, coolest
0: cat. With I really, the weekly like, I really like talk. Juno's cat. I fight. really like Juno's boyfriend, Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> um. In so they're pa- Edit <laughs> that they're shit pa- out. <laughs> I'm not editing in that out. They're. Uh, <laughs>
1: He's proud of that joke.
0: I'm very, I am proud yeah, of that joke. She. I was trying to make a Juno joke, and that was the best I came up with. Um, but they're polytheistic, so they believed in lots of different gods. They're kind of like an offshoot of of, of the Greek religion, uh, which is polytheistic. And um, so, yeah, so they're polytheistic. And so, so the Senate's kind of in charge of, like, the the cultural aspects of things. They're also kind of managing the foreign territories of Rome. Um so, uh, so I mean, that's really the thing. Is like the Senate was really the voice. Uh, like I think the, the consul is kind of the face. The Senate's the voice, um, and then you have the Assembly. And um, the Assembly was again at first only really opened up to patricians. Eventually opened up to plebeians. Fucking um, plebs, plebeians, <laughs> and they were the ones that they were the ones that really were like in terms of like creating laws. They were the ones who did that. The um, they really held the political sway uh, within the government. Um, and so I like to kind of think of this group as the Congress. And uh, and as with our current Congress, there's oftentimes lots of trials Boo. and tribulations within Boo. the popular assembly.
2: Stephen, making it political. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just,
0: I'm not swaying one way or another. I'm just saying that, you know, you know what? I'll move, I'll move away from it. Um <laughs> And uh, and so a lot of change within the government is really kind of seen from this group, because if you think of the Senate, it really attracts like older, um, more seasoned, you know, maybe ex ex uh, like generals and war heroes. Um, And 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 the popular assembly is really like the younger crowd, the people who, you know, are want want to be politicians and have ideas for change. And so you see a lot of governmental um, change come from this group right on um so uh obama group yeah <laughs> what change <laughs> change man you remember oh i gotcha um so this kind of looks you know this looks a lot like what we and not only the united states but what a lot of countries have this kind of you know you've got like the the person who's like the figurehead right um then you have like an upper house and a lower house um so i think i think the you know this this was lost for about like t- twelve hundred years during the Middle Ages and kind of post Middle Ages, um, pre Enlightenment. Uh, but you still kind of, you see a reemergence. You see you see a, a a shift back to this with the French Revolution and with the American Revolution and the move away from a monarchy to a uh, Parliament in Britain. Um, yeah, it
2: was all feudalism for that time
0: yeah I mean it was a shift from feudalism to a more you know to a more modern style of government um, so and th- I think this all really came from Rome I mean this all came from the type of government that they had in Rome and um so uh i 'm going to talk about real quick uh before we move on to cat, but I just want to really quickly mention the emperors because <clears throat> people often associate emperors with Rome, and the emperors were really a spot- response to the growing territories within Rome. Um, and uh you know, it's it's mu- it's much easier for one person to control a large country um than a lot- a lot of people trying to do this where they're arguing with each other and you know lots of conflict arises. so you have probably um you know like a really famous emperor like uh Julius Caesar, probably the most famous Roman em- emperor um and then you have like Augustus and Augustus is like notorious for being one
2: of you know like the best Roman emperor, right. I think um, I know someone who might agree with that
1: yeah I I like Augustus
2: yeah he's a cool
0: guy yeah he's a cool guy I don't like the fact that he coined himself first citizen
2: <laughs>
1: I, but I I don't, I, don't uh, I really like the fact that he coined himself first citizen I think it's really I think <laughs> it, yeah I think it's really important to like what he wanted to do as far as um he's like the Vladimir his, Putin like, has as far as his Principate, like i think i i think coining himself first citizen was um he had really good pr we'll say that yeah he did he did have really good pr whether you That's like true. it or not he had he had pretty good pr
0: i will not dis- disagree okay. with you there um but then we also see a bunch of really shitty emperors oh, and yeah. <laughs> people people abusing power and you know the classic case of this is when the emperor decides i think i'm just gonna keep keep electing myself consul and pro consul and uh, you know, there's nothing you can really do to stop me, uh, but but still, I mean, I think the base, the basic uh, Roman system of government is something we still see today. So that's that's mine, that's my uh, <laughs> what I, what I think they contributed.
2: You like backed away. You're like, that's it. That's me. That's it. What <laughs> that's do you think? it. I'm gonna shut is up. Good? I think it's a good scroll. Yeah, good. scroll. Thanks, man. Uh, and Thank if, you guys. And if anybody has any problem with uh, Stevens' facts or anything like that. You can reach him at 843- Don't give <laughs> them his phone number. <laughs> no, just talk to us on the Facebook. Also, mine too. <laughs> uh, so, talk to us about how shitty we are because we're not experts like the next person about to hop yeah. on the mic. Uh. B-Rabbit. <laughs> are you ready for the rap battle?
1: B-Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> just
2: fucking play the music, Steve. Okay. Yeah, let's play the music. Yeah. We'll move on. Yeah,
1: let's forget about that. <laughs> okay so while i think um you know infrastructure and government are really really important
2: mm-hmm. um
1: i also think that roma has given us something that um hold on yes did
0: you just call it roma
1: no I s- I may have. I'm sorry.
2: Oh no! <laughs> no, I just wanted to touch that. I, no. because I think I
1: touched my touched my lip as I was saying that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm
2: even. I'm just giving you know shit about Roma. I was just I, the I had
1: to lift up my nose a little bit Aqueducto to be a snob for this.
2: And the El Rhodes and the <laughs> <Concretus>. no, okay.
1: <laughs> okay, so. While I think um, infrastructure and government are two really important things that Rome has given us, Um, I think maybe even more pervasive um, is the Latin alphabet and then romance languages in general.
2: Now, when you say romance languages, do you mean like languages to uh, woo a lady? (laughs) Yeah, you need some help with that. Ow! Or is it just because the word Rome...
1: It's because of the word Rome and Roman. I mean, but the romance languages are kind of romantic. I'll go over that. You want to know something fucked up? Yeah, Steven, tell me something fucked up. Oh my god.
0: I just realized that romance came from the word Rome. (laughs) Um, That's where I'm at right now.
2: I don't think anyone really considers the, like, you know, German language to one to be, like...
1: Okay,
0: just let me...
2: To woo your lady with. No,
1: but just let me keep going.
2: Oh my! God. Yeah, You're sorry. Like... I that just
0: blew my mind. So
1: we'll, keep... <laughs> well, good. I'm glad I've I've added something here. Anyways, so um, the Latin alphabet and Romance languages, um, mainly because we use the Latin alphabet in English, um, and the because best language. English is a pseudo-Romance language. So if we're talking about what Rome has given us, I think that's pretty important. It's given us a means to communicate, right? I, th- I think so. Anyways, so first, I want to um, talk a little bit about the difference between an alphabet and a language, just because I think those are, it's a really important distinction to be made that maybe um, some of the listeners don't quite know the nuances of. I don't of. really know the... Um, or Dave doesn't <laughs> know <laughs> the nuances mm-hmm. of. Um, so an alphabet is um, basically a standard set of symbols used uh, to write one or more languages. So an alphabet can be um, one alphabet for one language or it can be a single alphabet for several languages. Um, And these symbols, which we call letters, um, or at least we call letters, um, in most modern written languages uh, represent phonemes or basic significant sounds. Um, So for example, the symbol that we think of as an A... Like a capital A, represents an ah sound, and the symbol that we know as the letter B, uh, represents a buh sound, and so on. Um, yeah. So these symbols um, or these letters, they combine to make words within a language. Um, so an alphabet is used to make language, but a language does not um, necessarily like have its own alphabet. Um, so what is an, a language? Um, it's a system of communication comprised of words. Um, so I think that's really, really simple. Um, languages don't have to be written. There are a lot of languages um, that maybe have been stamped out uh, by the use of like modern, more widespread romance languages.
2: Like hieroglyphics? <laughs> Uh, Sure, like hieroglyphics. Um, Bird, hand, eye, Except (laughs) hieroglyphics
1: were written down, but it's okay. Oh, shit! It's okay.
2: They didn't just walk around saying, bird, eye, hand, read, snake?
1: I mean, maybe they did. I don't know, I wasn't there. Um, So languages don't have to be written, um, and maybe even more surprisingly, they don't have to be spoken. Um, So computer code is considered a language, sign language is considered a language, um stuff like that so it's just a means of communication through um symbols and the catalog of symbols is the alphabet um so the first script or the first alphabet no nah, it's a script um <laughs> ever produced by humans because it's not less necessarily an alphabet um but it was still a way of recording ideas um the first script was the phoenician script And it um, developed in the Fertile Crescent near modern-day, like, Lebanon and Israel and
2: Syria. So this is the vagina we're talking about. This is the vagina, (laughs) the Fertile
1: Crescent. Ew, Dave. That was a lot. That was a lot. So, um, you know, the Phoenician script is developing in the Fertile Crescent. And through, like, ancient trade and exploration... And, um, sort of all the means by which, uh, culture is, like, passed from one place to another. The Phoenician script spread and eventually evolved into the Arabic and Greek and Hebrew alphabets, um, which are three obviously very distinct systems of writing. Um, if you look at Arabic script, it doesn't look anything like, um, Greek letters or Hebrew letters or anything like that. Um, but they all developed out of the Phoenician script. Um...
2: It's like so the Phoenician cast. It's the no, Rome I know, cast. I know,
1: I know, I know. I'm getting there, I'm getting there. So,
0: Dave, come on. Let her, let her get to her point. Yeah, come, come on.
1: on. Whoa, what is
2: this
0: ganging <laughs> up on Dave shit? That's the best part about having another person on the podcast.
1: Yeah, two against one. You out. Damn. Anyways, I'll see y'all later. So, <laughs> when the Greeks began exploring the Mediterranean and colonizing the part of Italy called Latium. Which is where Rome is. Um, their language mixed with the language of native native Italic Truscan, Etruscans. So like the people who were there um, before the, the Greeks were. The Greeks explore Italy and they're um, hanging out in Latium and they uh, come across these native Italic Etruscans. So the people um, who are were already there when Aeneas came over from Troy. Anus um, and sort of fucked mm-hmm. everything for a little bit.
2: Um, <laughs> what, what? What?
1: Literally. Um, you guys have talked about this. Stephen talked about it in the. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. Know. To, I don't actually listen, to anyways, Steven or this podcast.
0: I know, I know you don't, Dave. It's okay. Huh?
1: And eventually, uh, this language developed into Latin with a pseudo-Greek, pseudo-Etruscan Latin alphabet. So it was sort of this, like, half-Greek, half-Etruscan, whatever they came up with. And because the alphabet was coming from Greek and Etruscan, it didn't necessarily look like our letters today. Um, You can look at ancient tablets, and they sort of remind me of, like, the writing on the cover of, like, Disney's Hercules, where, like... Um oh, like sigmas the- are used for Es yeah. instead of S's and stuff like that. And, like, people get really mad about that, but I think it's kind of cute. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, so this new Latin alphabet solidified over centuries and eventually became more like what our alphabet looks like. Um, and so the alphabet was spread throughout Europe by the Romans and their conquering through the Latin language. The Latin language was written in the Latin alphabet, So these places that adopted Latin as their language also adopted that new way of writing words. Um, So fast forward a couple hundred years to the fall of the Western Roman Empire. Thank God. for those guys. Uh, Which is different than the Eastern Roman Empire, I would argue. And the empire had spread so far um, from, you know, England and Wales and southern Scotland um, in the north to northern Africa in the south, so, like, Libya and um, Mm -hmm. Egypt and stuff, Um, and from Portugal in the west to Israel in the east. It was so big um, that a uniform Roman culture um, couldn't possibly be sustained from one end of the empire to the other. Like, these were already people who already lived there, and they were conquered, and they had different cultures and different traditions. So when the empire finally fell... Um, people sort of reverted back to their initial cultures with a few Roman influences. Um, the Rhodes.
2: Remember the influence yeah. of yeah. the roads? roads. The roads,
1: yeah. Um, so now, the Latin that someone would study in, like, AP in high school or in your first years of Latin in college, um, that's what we call classical Latin. Is that what so, you do for
2: your classics PhD?
1: That is what I do. I mean, I study golden age latin anyways so um i do study classical latin um and th- that just means that it was written by um ancient authors during the late republic in the early empire in rome um so sort of around the time of like julius caesar and augustus and sort of people we've already talked about um but throughout the years there have been changes in latin obviously you know language obvi- like always evolves So at at first, when Latin was actually spoken by people and taught to their children, so when it wasn't dead, it was alive, um, there was a difference between classical Latin and vulgar Latin.
2: Um, (laughs)
1: Vulgar just means coming from the Latin word uh, vulgus, which means like... (laughs) We are talking
2: about the vagina. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, From the Latin word vulgus, which just means, like, crowd. So this was just popular Latin. Um, And it's sort of, like, the distinction... Why is this so
0: damn funny? I
1: don't know. I'm just... I'm going to keep going. I'm going to ignore all the, like, the middle school giggles. Um, So this is sort of, like, the distinction between... I know, Stephen, you're familiar with German. So high German and, like, the rest of German. It's not the ones, like, better than the other. It's that, um...
0: It's like dialect. Yeah, and you you there was like while you're
2: stoned on <laughs>
1: There was oh. one that was like an official Latin, and that's like the yeah. classical Latin, and it was used by the government and by historians and by authors. Um, and so it, then there's so it, popular yeah, Latin okay. that was actually spoken by the people.
0: So it's like it's like English when you know you ha- it's like the, the the tone you may take with your friends, but it's not the tone you're going to take when you write your grandmother or thank you note
1: or when you write the Constitution yeah yeah exactly because we've all done that yeah why not um so again, there's a difference between this official high classical latin and this popular vulgar latin that was actually (laughs) spoken by people um so what happened i'm again just ignoring you so what happens as um what happens is as these territories separate themselves from the larger former roman empire that had just broken Um, they start considering themselves on a more regional basis. Um, So they don't think of themselves as Roman. They think of themselves as from Gaul or from Iberia or from um, different, like, uh, Bithynia, different places in Rome rather than Roman. Um, And the vulgar dialects of Latin that had been in different regions since the Roman Republic, just like, again, there are different... um, dialects and accents of english in the u.s um these change from just like different vulgar dialects of latin to actual like languages Mm -hmm. of their very own which is how you eventually get the romance languages like italian and spanish and catalan and french and portuguese and romanian um and like we were talking about or like you guys mentioned earlier i think um english Mm -hmm. is not a romance language at all Um, it is a Germanic language, but while Germanic and Celtic languages were sort of developing separately from Romance languages, um, Latin still had influence over German and even more so over English. So these people were still like communicating with each other is that their languages didn't necessarily evolve from one another. They more influenced each other. So, um, Latin has some words that were, uh, borrowed from germanic languages and german Mm -hmm. has some words and english has a lot of words that were um, borrowed from latin um and because germanic and celtic languages weren't initially written down um the germans and celts took the latin alphabet and applied it to their own languages um, which is why German and English are written in the alphabet. There are umlauts in German and sort yeah. of stuff like that, but that's uh, punctuation. That's not like actual letters. Um, so uh, just to prove my point, like even further, <laughs> oh, <God>. that um, <laughs> the mm-hmm. alphabet in language uh, was, is like the most important thing that Rome gave us Um there are still countries where like the Latin alphabet is the sole national script, which means that like wow. these countries' constitutions are only written in the Latin alphabet. Um, They're like official day-to-day workings of the government, um, including like um, politics in school and hospitals and stuff like that is done in the um, Latin alphabet. Um, and there are a ton of them. And it's mostly because these are the places where romance languages um wiped out indigenous languages. These are places that like speak English and speak romance languages like Canada and the US and all of Europe except um for Russia, uh Belarus and Ukraine because they use the Cyrillic alphabet. Um and um all of Central and South America uses um, the Latin alphabet. But also, um, Indonesia uses the Latin alphabet. Vietnam uses the Latin alphabet. Um, Most of Western Africa uses the Latin alphabet. And then every single country in Africa below and including Cameroon, Central African Republic, South Sudan, and Kenya. So those four countries kind of make, like, a belt around Africa. And everything from, like, there below um, uses the Latin alphabet. Even, like, Afrikaans is written in the Latin Latin alphabet because it's so wow. pervasive. Um,
2: You're not getting Ethiopia. Goddamn Italians. Yeah, no. The Italians never will get <laughs> no. Ethiopia, no matter not how much Ethiopia, they fucking try. Not
1: Somalia, <laughs> not um. Not a lot of places. I mean, like, any place that, like, speaks Arabic um, doesn't use the Latin alphabet. They use the Arabic alphabet. Do you know what but alphabet
2: they use in Ethiopia?
1: What alphabet?
2: Amharic. Um,
1: that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But I'm going I'm going to leave you guys with this like parting thought. Okay? Okay. So there are some phrases in Latin that we still use in English. Um tempus fugit means time flies. Fugit. <laughs> fugit. <laughs> Fug um time flies, uh, carpe diem, um anno domini in the year of our lord. That's what C AD is means. The carp. Uh, bonafide uh like if you say like that's some bonafide good I didn't chicken know, I didn't, or something that's, that's like that i don't know where
2: bona fide came from yeah
1: it means in good faith um and then in situ when you find something like in situ that's latin like too archeology. um but you know i know you guys and i know your viewers and i think that the most important thing that latin can give you Is um some dirty words? Ah, yeah. (laughs) That you can say to your friends, to your your family members. I don't know. (laughs) You don't have to do anything. Um, see, these are very vulgar. Vulgar. I know you guys have like a (laughs) um, an explicit. Anyways, damn it. So there are some dirty (laughs) words in Latin. Um, that you guys can share with your friends and family, dear loved ones.
0: Uh, Hey guys, this is Steven, just real quick um, I just wanted to let you know that The words that Cat's about to teach us are In fact, like, super, super dirty Uh, So uh, We we know we have the explicit rating And that we occasionally drop the F-bomb And all that stuff uh, But these are like Really, this is like some next level Stuff, um, and I know I'm hyping it up Really badly now, but seriously, if you want to skip Past this part, totally, totally cool um, Just jump ahead about like Two minutes uh, after this is done, uh, and you'll skip right by it. Or you can check it out if you want to. I just wanted to warn you so that it's not like all up in your ear holes, like really aggressively. But anyway, you've been warned. Thanks, Bye.
1: Um, <laughs> And um, these two words actually come from. Uh, Catullus 16 So Catullus is one of the authors That I look at specifically I study sex and sex poetry (laughs) Um, So uh, Catullus is one of these authors And um, one of the words Is pedicabo Do you guys want to say it? It's
2: like a pedicab Sure like Like pedicabo Pedicabo Pedicabo.
1: Pedicabo. That means I will butt fuck you
2: Oh I'm going to say that to my friends and loved ones (laughs) Yeah Holy crap. And hey, then
1: um, probably even worse. And I mean, that's like, you know, that seems like a really you know crazy translation. Like, doesn't that mean like I will just like, you know, have anal sex with you? No, it, it's like it's that abrasive. When you say pedicabo, wow. it means I will butt fuck, um, which is really fun. You're going to order a pedicab? Um, yeah. And then um, my favorite Latin word is um, iramabo. mabo.
2: Iramabo.
1: Yeah, Iramabo. Iramabo. You can just say okay. Iramabo. Okay. Okay. And it means um, I will face fuck you. Oh
2: my god! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Holy crap! So
1: petty cabo and Iramabo.
2: Cat, you're earning us that explicit. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry.
0: Oh, real hard. We're gonna have to put like a special like, hey, there's some, cr- there's some. We stuff say the butt
2: end. fuck and face fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm gonna use those. When I am with my friends and family, <laughs> hey Dad, when I am with
0: my loved hey. ones. I will use those terms. Thanks, Cat. Hey Dad, You're
2: Eddie Cabo. Hey Cat,
0: thank you so much for those great Roman Roman Latin terms. I will use them all the time with my friends and family.
2: Thanks, Cat. You're
1: welcome. I'm so glad. I'm so glad.
2: I think this is uh, the first good scroll that yeah. I can give to somebody. Not Who's not, not Stephen. Stephen.
0: Yeah, those were some. That was some it's good probably scrolls the cat. best
2: scroll we've ever had on here. That really? was. That was. That was like Steven, the
0: most. infamous...
2: Steven's scroll yeah. wasn't even that good. It was probably yeah. like a mediocre scroll. But that, that was a mediocre scroll at best. At best. That well, was,
1: thank you, thank you. I'm so honored to be asked to hang out with you guys this week.
0: Yeah, seriously, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, and I honestly thought we would go on longer. But this is about really the length kinda,
2: of a normal episode Yeah, This is about the
0: length of a normal episode which is really cool um, So Kat, it's been super cool having you on and it's awesome to hear about what you've been studying and <laughs> you know, to have someone who actually knows your stuff on here um, Well thank because you Because we're just faking it till we make yeah, it Yeah, I, I don't think.
2: know shit about anything Yeah infra- Except for <laughs> infrastructure Look for my PhD, it's coming out in paperback about concrete <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, Um, these were some good scrolls all around. Those were good scrolls all around. Thanks for being our guest. No,
1: thanks for having me, you guys.
0: Yeah, seriously. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll probably have you on again at some point. It's time, (laughs) isn't it, Steven? It's, it's, Dave, you know it's time. Hey, Kat, do you want to help me out? No.
1: Yeah, totally. I don't know what to do, but just tell me.
2: So we're gonna do our plugs. Okay. You should help me out and tell people to not do them. <laughs> no, I want so, everyone
1: to do them because I love so bad history too.
0: Bad where can they find, history. Where, where can people find us on Facebook?
1: Um, bad history podcast.
0: Yes. Ah! Type in bad. It, I think it's or I think it's like the direct link is like bad history cast. Okay.
1: Bad history cast. But, you just go bad to history Facebook podcast. and search bad history and it'll come up.
0: Exactly. You'll, you'll find us. Yeah. You'll find our stupid faces. Um. What what about Twitter? Can people find us on Twitter?
1: Oh, definitely. We can. You can. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's
0: it's at bad history cast. Um. Don't. Now, cat. Here's the real test. Do you know our email?
1: Oh my god. Is it bad history cast at gmail dot com?
0: Oh, so close. Oh, no. It's bad. It's Bad History Podcast. podcast. At no,
1: I um, failed because
2: she doesn't know it, you uh, should either don't go there.
0: Run, run. What Dave, you're so negative. You negative Nancy.
1: Negative, negative Nancy.
0: Neg- you you negative can also
1: Nancy. find Bad History on iTunes, which is how I listen yes. to it on my eight hour, fourteen hour car rides. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
2: That's how long yeah. it takes to get to Rome. Yeah, it is. I just drive there all
1: the time. Um
0: Kat is totally right. We are on iTunes yes. and uh uh you can also leave us a rating and review and um those are all super cool to read and uh, it really helps us out a lot and um we're also our website is badhistorypodcast.podbean.com uh it's kind of the hub we post all of our episodes there that get distributed to everything else um so you can check us out there and i
2: think what did you guys think of completely off topic monday
0: Oh, yeah, that's going to come out, isn't yeah, it?
2: Yeah, that'll be posted before this.
0: Yeah, oh, man, totally. Let's talk about that. Um, so we decided to do this thing, and you guys have probably already listened to the first episode, but uh, but we're, we're every Monday we're going to release an episode, a really short, like, 15-minute or less episode of something that's, like, totally off-topic to what we're actually, like you know, like any specific topic, I guess. Yeah, it's more Um, personal
2: and candid about history and studying history mm -hmm. and how Stephen and I uh, you know, practically use history and other things Mm -hmm. like that.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be like practical stuff. It's, you know, some episodes might be about like what video games we're into or something like that. I don't really know what's going to happen. But anyway, it's going to come out every Monday. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be really, really short. And and we're doing
2: that for you guys because we don't we want to eliminate the tangents before the episode as much as possible, yeah. but we also still want to talk about that stuff. So that's about what video that's games for. and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: So that's so that's going to be happening, and we'll do those every Monday. So two episodes a week, which is pretty cool. Oh
2: my God! We can't sustain. We don't have enough we fans totally to sustain con- this. We can totally We're not sustain. we You know what?
0: This. We have we have we have the fans that matter. All right. Yeah, you have me. Exactly. If I'm the, we've got. If
1: I'm the only listener every week, it'll be okay.
0: Oh <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know what? We've got some cool fans, and I, and I'm happy for that. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for my plugs.
2: Good. Um, Don't ever do them yeah, again.
0: So, uh, so, are we going to end the episode?
2: Yeah, let's end it. Uh, everybody, cool. um, thank Cat on the Facebook for yeah us today uh steven yes guess what we forgot to do oh no! Oh, we forgot a topic for next week but you know what what let's let's see cat what do you think steven and i should talk about next week yeah oh, yeah you pick the topic
1: i do oh i have so many can we do um you're not gonna be on the episode Okay, can y'all do? I feel like I'm part of the group. Like when I sit in my car (laughs) with you guys, I'm just listening by myself. You're not. It's a lot. You're not. Um. Anyways, can we do? I know there was um an episode on history's badasses. Um, is there any way we can do like history's female badasses? I did
2: a female badass. Yeah,
1: I know you did one, but like there are a lot more. Steven's Cap, up for it. I
0: am so down. For okay, that. I'm on board. Okay,
1: female right. badasses in history, not Harriet Tubman. Let's do Tubman. it. Just, just read. <laughs>
2: that's the name of the episode: <laughs> female badasses in history that are not Harriet Tubman. Because <laughs> we've, we've already done, done her. Harriet Tubman. All right,
0: and we'll and like and the title will include a link directly to that episode. Yeah.
2: Wait, yeah. my badass was the Viking guy. It wasn't even Harriet Tubman.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, because that was the abolitionist episode.
2: Anyway. Anyway. Next time. That's
0: cool. I like that idea. Girl
2: Power, the episode. Join us next time on Bad History. I'm Dave. I'm Steven. And I'm Kat.
0: Yeah! Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Play the music, Steven. Yeah, play the music out.